What's good, y'all? Just like last week, we're taking a break from the show today to work on some other projects and catch up on some rest. The episode you're about to hear was recorded last season, and we know y'all loved it. We'll be back in a few weeks with new episodes, and we'll be excited to share it with you. Drop page. This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. So are you going to read me the question? I am. Do you have it? This one here? That's the question. Great. This is my answer. Excellent. Yes, I've heard this question before. That's important to say. <laughs> or is it? Maybe it doesn't matter at all. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. Okay. <laughs> I think I think, You're think it doesn't matter. First, I just want to thank you for opening a dialogue on the subject. I've been with my partner for seven years. In the past few, I've had some feelings of disconnection, like a lack of desire. He brought up a very hard conversation the other day. He told me he wants us to start having threesomes. <laughs> That's funny to me. Is that funny to you? <laughs> I'm sorry to stop. <laughs> the, the, okay. No, I have so much to say about this. Do we? Okay, no, 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 no. Read I'm going to read the whole thing. thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Having threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> While it's true, I once had a bad reaction to a threesome we had. I'm still open. Watching your IG videos has helped me figure out some tough questions to ask. A question that comes to mind, for instance, does he want other partners or just threesomes here and there? It's also making me ask hard questions of myself, like, do I really want this? Am I holding on to this love because it's the only real thing I have had? How would I react to him dating someone and me sitting alone at home? Thanks for your voice, and thanks for letting us hit you up like this. Signed. Okay, so I <laughs> I want no I want to make a note of something that I thought about while you were reading that. So just give me one second. Um actually, maybe I should just say it. So <laughs> there was a line in this question about does he want multiple partners mm-hmm. or does he just want to have threesomes sometimes? And to me, wanting to have threesomes means you want more partners so it's like the same thing so that i just like i almost feel compelled to yeah i'm glad i just said that because i was trying to figure out like where do i want to add that in but i feel like that's very important i feel like the person is saying like do they just want to have like some kind sometimes like some anonymous sex with somebody else versus like do they want to have an involved ongoing intentional thoughtful relationship with other people so then that's an interesting question because i mean i would argue that all people that you would be involved with are your partners yeah like no, no, same. anyone anyone same. is a partner but it so that i'm like even if it's anonymous like someone i guess people meet on tinder now i'm mm-hmm. like so like you damn i feel old with that shit i'm like i'm like so i was meet I really, on tinder i'm gonna tell you what i really don't think we're missing out 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. I I agree with you to be honest, but the thing is, like, <clears throat> the only reason that I haven't been on Tinder is because it seemed like it was mostly for straight people and people who don't mind having sex with straight people. And I'm not interested in having sex with straight people, so I was like, I'm not going to utilize this app. And I've been more on her and OK Cupid, so like, I'm definitely into online dating, and I I do agree that it's like a bit of a dicey world, and it seems like. Tinder is particularly dicey. I've had fun on Tinder. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. They made dating a game. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's a good time. People, I mean, it's, yeah, people it's, get what <clears throat> people get their needs met on Tinder. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we need to treat dating as more of like a fun way to yeah. get to know human beings totally. that teach us about ourselves and less about like I need to find a soulmate. My next thought was, why a threesome specifically? Like, it seems like she's specifically talking about threesomes. And I just wonder, like, are there specific other people that he's trying to fuck? Is it like he's, like, obsessed with the threesome with his coworker Amber specifically? He's not like, let's get on Tinder together and find someone to fuck. That's different. To me, right. it's like two different things. So there's the threesome where you're like, actually, I've always wanted to have sex with this type of person. Or I've always wanted to watch my partner have sex with this type of person. Or I just think that we could all have fun together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this combination of people. And you are like, okay, this is a consensual decision that we're making together. And I, because I we are you. into each other. Because we're into each other. Let's add, similar to the sex I was having this morning. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Do Tell you me about that. that. Um, <laughs> it's, you're looking like, was it with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of. <laughs> no, but I it's did like, dip out for a minute, so I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> it's different from making a profile on a threesomes app with your partner. Which we did in Austin. Which we may or may not have done in Austin. Allegedly did in Austin. I'm getting, I get so many notifications about that shit. Come on, why did we put it on your phone? Are out here. No, well, I'm eating my this. phone's not in here, so I can't look I'm how eating this you want No, let's share this one. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I just wondered, like, are there specific other people that he's talking about? Because if there's specific other people, then this is bigger than... <clears throat> it's bigger than just a desire to have it. It means that it's not really about like being in your relationship. And it's more about him trying to figure himself out, which I think both of these situations are valid and happen to everyone and need to be normalized. And there's nothing wrong with them. But because we think that we're only supposed to be with one other person and that like it's like that you should meet them by a specific point in time. That How the fuck? This is my thing. If it's if if we really are all meant to be monogamous and this is I'm not trying to say that no one is monogamous, but this is my thing. If we're all <laughs> supposed to find just one person, how the fuck are you going to meet them before 30? That doesn't even make sense. How could you possibly go enough places right. and meet enough people and frankly and learn enough, enough about, about yourself, yourself <laughs> to meet one person? That shit don't even make sense. For the rest I think of people forever. make it work. I think that people meet right. someone and they're like, yeah, this is... This is great. Like, I'm good. I don't feel like dealing with the jealousy of seeing you with multiple people. But otherwise, like, what the fuck? Anyway. So she's been... So they've been together seven years. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, they're having that seven-year itch thing? I mean, like, it could totally just be that, like... 
Okay, she. They had a bad threesome. I want to know what what was bad about the threesome. That was no. That's one of my questions. Go okay, ahead. wait, wait. You go. You got. That was part. my next question. No, no, no. Go ahead. That was one hundred percent my next question. What was bad about the threesome y'all had in the past? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened? I know what happened. Tell me. <laughs> this bitch didn't like it. Let me tell Why? you. Let me tell you what happened. He was fucking old girl, probably somebody that she knows. Mm. Even if it's someone that she's not friends with, it's mm. somebody that she knows mm-hmm. knew before this. At least knew enough to, like, we're all having dinner together and, like, we've decided. Maybe, you know what, though? I'm a, I want to leave a little margin of error for maybe they just picked this person up. Maybe it's consensual. They were at a bar. Maybe he asked her in advance. He said, let's let's go out to a bar or to a party. Or, like, they had talked about it before and, like, gotten off together about it. Uh-huh. And he was like... Ooh, we're going to be at Jeff's party tomorrow. So, like, <laughs> white guy name. Insert white I just guy name. One. <laughs> we're going to be at Jeff's house tomorrow and we're going to talk about, um, but like, let's just see if someone works out. And, like, Tracy from Jeff's Yacht Club. <laughs> it's fucking white people, Mad Lips. <laughs> Tracy from Jeff's Yacht Club. Right. She got nice titties. I don't know what it was about Tracy, but but they had her over. Regardless of what the circumstance was. Right. Old girl who wrote this message? Yeah. She did not enjoy watching Peter <laughs> fuck Tracy. She no, was not here she for, didn't prefer it. She was like, oh, wait, how come you're all of a sudden better at sex now than <laughs> I'm watching Why her sex eating else. her out. How come you how come you're eating her ass? I've never seen that. I've never felt that before. I don't even know. I'm not even feeling it today in this experience. So They say smells elicit the most powerful memories. Don't you want that powerful moment to also be pleasant? Maybe you're going to a 60-minute MMA workout, your first AA meeting, or commuting two stops on the MTA. No matter what, these one-hour increments of time are the building blocks of our lives. Don't make malodorous memories. Make happy hours. Get Ted's of Vermont one-hour deodorant. With Ted's of Vermont, simply apply their organic blend of the essence of essential oils, the mere feeling of fragrance, and just a whisper of water, and you can go out and be the best you for 60 full minutes. So whether you're waiting for lunch break to end so you can go back at it in the cubicle or you are the whore in church, stop the most powerful smells before they secrete from your own underarm stains on your blouse. Apply Ted's of Vermont one hour deodorant and then reapply when you get to where you're going. And then again, if there are a lot of stairs or if you pass your ex on the way inside the building. Available nowhere anything is sold. Okay, so one of my notes is that I want to tell a story about... A, okay, a can I talk about threesomes? I because I feel like this is what I think. You don't like threesomes, mm-hmm. and I get why. I've had a handful of really fun threesomes. Mm. The only utility I see in a threesome at this stage in my sexual career is I enjoy the cystic. You wouldn't mm. necessarily know it by looking at me. And people get surprised all the time. People who aren't you. But 
So the only the only thing I could imagine at this point, as we spoke today about being sexually fulfilled, the only thing that I could imagine doing at this point with a threesome is like getting a little getting a little cystic in, you know? Hell yeah. Otherwise, similar to her, I'm just like I just don't get it's just like other than that, I'm just like fine. You know? About, about a threesome? About a threesome. But I've had great ones. One that stands out to me is that one of my favorite exes, mm-hmm. um, after we turned twenty one. So this was like prior to that. It was really, it was a really lovely like young high school sweetheart style um, relationship, and she's a really great person, and I care about her a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> continue. <laughs> Where was I as we smoke weed? Um, we had a threesome one time with this woman that I met while delivering pizza to her hotel room. Y'all had a threesome with the three of us had a threesome. No. Well, we were dating. I was dating both of them at the same time, plus two other people. I didn't know. Okay. So the backstory there is that I was delivering pizza. Um, I called her or whatever to have her meet me in the lobby to get her pizza because I hated going to hotel rooms. It was so annoying. So she came down and she had my phone number because I had called her with my cell phone. And then I left and later she texted me and was like, too bad you were working. It would have been nice to have you up to the hotel room. Remains the boldest pickup line. Well, maybe second to... I feel like you're... I feel like you were way bolder than that person. Okay. Well, it was the second boldest. But second boldest. Uh-huh. And what happened? Um, You know the story. Y'all got it in. But so when I said I get off at two. Um, you know, a couple few weeks later. You got off at two. Y'all got it in. We got it in. At okay. her hotel room. At her hotel room. Um, The threesome happened when... My high school sweetheart and the person from the hotel, it was just a few weeks later. We were both, we were all, I think that I went to pick up the, the sweetheart (laughs) from the club in the next town over one night. Yeah. And I just feel like we met the person I met delivering pizza one night after that and just like hooked up. I see. I never told you about that. No. Yeah. It was fun. I see. I always hope for a good threesome. I've just never. I mean, got so many. Some that were not bad. God, that same person in that same time period. (laughs) Oh my god, we hooked up with this person who's like, kind of my. This person dated. We've dated a lot of people the same. Uh You know what I mean? A lot of the same people. I'm gonna say this. They've dated a lot of people that I've dated. Do you know what I mean? They date people after I oh, date them. Oh, I see what you're saying. We also have the same birthday. Someone who, who eats your sloppy seconds. You know, I didn't, those are your words. You don't like saying that. You don't like sloppy seconds as an Well, it, you know what happens is it describes the woman that I slept, that I loved ostensibly as sloppy. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> it is you're over it. You're bored by that. chauvinistic perspective and deeply problematic and I feel But I also want all of us to have the opportunity to, like, experience each other because I think that's what we're here for. And if I dated them, they're a good person. And if I was friends with the other one, they're a good person. It's just annoying when they know all my secrets. And So this person that ate your sloppy seconds, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) We hooked up the three of us Mm -hmm. one time. I've had great threesomes. This is the whole point. Wow. The three of y'all hooked up? Yeah. Damn. And then that hoe had the uh, fucking audacity like only several months later to start dating the the woman that 
I had been in a really intense relationship with, and like it was a lot. God. Well, <laughs> moving on. This is not. We don't need a, to talk about that. Happy ending. Shit. I mean, I feel like the happy ending is always that, like, you know. I love my life. So you're you're describing good threesomes. That one seemed to have a interesting. That ending. was hard. Let me tell you about that one. That threesome. Uh huh. At one point, they just sort of ignored me and started <laughs> hooking up together, and this I was just like, precisely looking at them, like, uh, okay, they're literally like, and I'm, they're like on top of me, like it was weird. It was hard to. It was hard to handle. You're understand. literally giving the reason why I don't prefer a threesome because that always happens. I think that the numbers are off with a yeah. threesome. I do think that they can. I've seen video footage of them being so great. <laughs> then that video you footage gives fun. me hope. And I've life. had great threesomes. I'm, so that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, generally speaking, no, is yeah, that it's if tricky. you don't if you don't properly negotiate it, or if everybody who knows, if everybody who's involved is not fully on board yeah shit can go awry so quickly yeah and i don't prefer it <clears throat> um <laughs> actually honestly because you talked about your threesome experiences yeah. i feel like i don't really need to talk about mine, oh is that right yeah i do no i think they want to hear from you no i think i'm good i mean i honestly think i mean it's mostly that it was just speaking to something that you said earlier, which is that uh, something about waking up in the middle of the night and seeing someone have sex, like seeing the two people have sex. Uh-huh. So this is my thing. In the situation that for me, it, it was not a fully consummated threesome because I was like, I got to a place of just being like, this is does not feel good to me, and yeah. I don't want to be a part of this. And I actually, okay, well, I guess I should set the scene a little bit. So I was in a relation, in a long distance relationship with someone that, um, I mean, I feel like without giving too much information, I can say that the relationship had soured, and because I am like fucking self-involved and like involved in my career and like really like like just focused on working I was cool with it souring honestly and I was just like this is kind of fine with me like I feel like I'm not really that into this in parts but I also was not really giving it that much attention mm-hmm. <clears throat> that much mental space and when I went to visit this person after not seeing them for a long time. I knew that they had started dating someone else in addition to me. Uh And that made me really happy because one of my favorite parts about polyamory is that it means that we don't have to ask the world of each other. Like you can take up the space in people's lives that you can really afford to take up. And he needed more intimacy than I was able to offer. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it was great for him to have someone that someone else that he's in a relationship with that he can like get that kind of intimacy from. Right. I thought I was cool. (laughs) And then when I went to visit him and I met this person, and this is something that we'll discuss on a whole other episode, which is like, do metamors need to know one another? Right. (laughs) But I spent time with this person, with uh, his new partner, 
and they expressed that they were sexually attracted to me as well and that they thought that all of us should have sex sounds great in theory (laughs) i never thought it sounded great if i'm being completely honest i really felt kind of like almost like an anthropological like let's just see how this goes type of thing yeah no that's half of life though if we're being so honest like my watching that threesome that was the whole point everybody was involved in the fact that i wanted to watch it they wanted me to and it went down you know exactly so i was like i mean sure and my partner was like I'm not into this, but y'all are saying that you're into it and it's too hot for me to pass up. So this sounds great. So So we all went back to... Man, can I pause real quick and just say that the number of bad decisions that get made by like how fucking stimulating it would be to do it regardless of if it would be really bad or not. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole reason to go bungee jumping or like to... Literally. Literally. It's just like, how could I say no to that? How could I die faster? Really (laughs) bad idea. How could I say no? So, he... We all... Okay, so we all go over to Metamore's house. My Metamore. Uh Uh-huh. Metamore is the partner of your partner. We all go over to Metamore's house. Start group making out. Which... Group really making out is tricky. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I don't say it. it. We're trying to three-way kiss. Why do we need to three-way kiss? Right, the unless fuck? you're unless you're at least topless. I feel like there's oh, just yeah. like oh no, that's good. everybody should be engaging orally. Hell yeah, but not in each other's <laughs> mouths. So I want to have somebody's titty in my mouth while y'all are making out. You you know, here's the thing. You can just get all in it. You know what I mean? Like you can be physically like. Like, you can be kissing and touching all kinds of different places. Like, if it's the kissing time, right? you can get into it. Even if it's, like, chest and above, you can get really into it. But you have to be ready. You have to be interested in, like, giving pleasure enough. Oh, my God. This is such an important point you for know? a threesome. Right. Is that it has to be pleasure-driven. Like It has to be bottom-heavy <laughs> is what it has to be. Do you know what I mean? I feel like a bunch of tops would never do a threesome well. I, I don't know if I believe... I don't agree with that. Really? <laughs> That's what I think. Okay. I never think it's a great idea to have a bunch of bottoms in space, to be honest. Like, I, I rarely think that. I think it's a good idea to have... Damn, okay. A minimum of one committed top. <laughs> One right. Well, that's true top. about literally every scenario <laughs> in life. So, come on. What are you doing? I don't know. I mean, I don't... I guess I've never been in a threesome. Okay, with wait. Bottom, with three bottoms, so I don't know. I didn't Maybe say right. three. I said bottom heavy. Here's the point. Oh, no, no. Okay, that's different. I, I thought you heavy. were saying no. Because my thing is like, I identify as a switch. My name is Justin Stanley, and I'm a switch. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> a, a switch who um, frequently tops. And my thing is, really, I just feel like I'm two halves of the same whole. That, like, depending on who the person is and depending on the situation, I will give and receive in different ways. So you feel like a solid switch. Yeah. You're not like a top. I at home in a switch. Okay. Well, because I can bottom, but I don't bottom for everyone. And there's Mm. many people. There are a lot of people that I would never bottom to. There are a lot of people that I would both bottom and top for. And there are many people who... I think 
do not know themselves well enough to be able to top me. And right. that's not anything to do with whether or not they could top me. And I I think that it, I don't know, but I think it's this way for a lot of people who are switches or who top because it's, because it seems like, especially when you talk about like topping, um, like in the leather community, which mm-hmm. I'm not talking about topping in the leather community, but like in that context, I feel like I know a lot of um, like doms who started in that um, identity because they st- they actually started as bottoms. Like they all, they actually started in a more submissive role and that they learned through that experience about the top that was inside of them. So the, it's not that, and, and I would, I mean, I don't know. I would love to have this conversation with someone, but like, I don't oh, yeah. know that that means that the bottom is not still there. Really, I feel like, Threesomes, along with all group sex, need to be explicitly negotiated, and frequently they turn into opportunities for outrageous emotional violence. Mm. Um, What do you mean by emotional violence? That's a great question. So going back to the story that I was telling before, um, actually, let me just finish this story, because I don't really think that it's a great example of emotional violence, but... I I don't think it's an example of that at all, but I do think that I don't want to forget to mention it, and then I want to move forward. So this is the thing. We go back to Metamore's house. We start all group making out. And I was like, not so it was like two plus three were making out. I was not involved. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking like, okay, Jessamine, for real. Are you comfortable with waking up in the middle of the night after y'all? Because first of all, I'm going to come and then I'm going to fall asleep. Even if I come via my own hand after all this is over, I'm going to come and go to sleep. I am prone to waking up in the middle of the night. (laughs) So I'm going to wake up at like three o'clock in the morning. Five. Five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I'm going to look over and am I comfortable with watching my partner fuck my metamore right next to me? Am I comfortable with that? Like them and them not thinking about me. They don't care what I'm doing. <laughs> they're they're in it with each other. Where do you think that that scenario comes from for you? Because reality, all that's happened. Do you not? You just described a situation like that, like where they're having sex with each other on top of you. No, but even more to your point, my one of my best friends talks about this experience where she woke up after a threesome and the person who was her partner and that person's husband were like having sex, not thinking about her. And she like went and just reflected on whether or not she wanted that anymore. Mm -hmm. And she just tells the story. It's like such a moment of like her because it's like she was just like i sat by the i sat out back and was like not really sure she's an aquarius that's exactly what i was picturing exactly that is that it's like i mean i'm probably gonna leave the room and then i'm just gonna be at this person's house like i didn't drive over yeah, here exactly. so like what I'm the fuck i'm sure i have to call uber I just gotta, there was way pre-uber but i just to, gotta reflect so when this happened to me i was like I'm having this reflection while they're kissing and I was just like, 
I'm a go. You know what I mean? Like I already it's not like this is probably the ideal situation for a threesome because like I am in a polyamorous relationship with this guy. Like this is like this person is my metamor. This is his partner. I already know what's good. Yeah. But I and I can go home. Like I can go back to his house. The two of them can stay here and have this experience. So I was literally just like so I'm going to go like, well, mm-hmm. what I did actually was just like get off the bed and start looking for my clothes because I was like around, like strewn <laughs> about. So I just like started looking for my clothes and they're like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm just going to go because gonna... um, y- y'all have fun. This is great. I'm going to go back to house. And then, oh, I'll bleep that. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm going to go back to Beep's house. <laughs> and. And y'all can enjoy. And then, of course, he, my partner, like, hops out of the bed and is like, no, we're leaving together. Like, you're not leaving by yourself. And then my metamor, his partner, starts crying. And it turns into this whole fucking other thing. But, which is really just, like, queer people are the most. Me and my community are very extra. (laughs) So, anyway. The moral of the story is... (laughs) Sometimes threesomes are not fun. Um, Okay, but going back to emotional violence. So I think emotional violence is when we are violent toward each other emotionally. I don't know what. (laughs) I think some people don't even know what an emotion is. Oh, that's a really good point. Emotions, your feelings. Sure. Things that come up inside. So how do the things that come up inside, how can that be violent? So I think sometimes we throw our feelings at one another. Uh Uh-huh in a way that is really unfair and that could be and should be categorized as being violent, that we are so deep in our own feelings. We're causing harm. We're causing harm to others. Yeah. We're causing big, like big aggressive harm. Exactly. Emotional violence is big aggressive harm via emotions. Yeah. And I mean, I think everyone is guilty of emotional violence literally every day. Yeah. It's when you have road rage on someone. Dang, that don't have shit to do with anyone else except for you. (laughs) I used to have such deep road rage, like all the time, and I just don't anymore. But Mm. it'll creep in, you know what I mean? I'm Irish. I'm white and Irish and red hair. It comes in every color and shade. Sure, but we're specific. I'm gonna say that I completely agree with you. We are specific. (laughs) Y'all are so specifically extra, but it comes in everybody. Okay, but that's what I think emotional violence is, and. The way that I think this can play out sometimes is that it can start with one person thinking, gee, I'd really like to fuck person A, but I'm in a relationship with person B. Wait, I know what I'll do. We'll have a threesome (laughs) and everything will be great. And I feel like, nah, that's not how that works. No, that's exactly what happens all the time. So my most recent threesome... (laughs) Maybe I'm not over how bad it was. I know. I'm like, well, you ready this be? is why. Because it was so good. The sex was <laughs> so oh, right. good. Right. In that moment. But then the very next day, I'm, okay, this is what I'll say. I'm an Aries. And I'm not one to, like, sit in, like, liminal space. Like, I need to be on one side or the other. I can't be in the middle. Mm. I don't prefer it. Mm. So I'll push something really hard just to make it like be where it's going 
you know, and not be like just stuck in the middle. It was a bad idea, but I was feeling like a little bit insecure, I think, and self-conscious. And so I wanted to like, whatever. Alcohol is so bad. <laughs> it only does bad things. I later learned that I can't drink vodka. Mm. Whatever. Um, That's the problem with the threesome. No, is that right. It can breed deception. It really bad. Of how it is born. Frequently. But the yeah, because of how it was born is exactly <clears throat> the scenario you described for mm-hmm. f- earlier, which was that like my partner and I hadn't been having good sex, and we mm-hmm. really wanted something different. And like this person in the question, though this this person is describing like a monogamous seven year long relationship, and I feel like that's exactly it's just long enough where you know enough about the person to be like to feel comfortable enough to right. feel like you could like expand right right if all was going well but quite often all is not going well (laughs) in this case all was not going well and so you know it was sort of like a that's usually where it's last ditch is not going well let me just tell you this (laughs) those two lived happily ever after they're living happily ever after those two are living happily ever after in the same neighborhood that i live in (laughs) doing their living getting their life because you're queer that's, because that's the queer. only way that's the only way shit ever happens with queer people who live in the same communities that's, that's like right. they live two streets over why would you want to live <laughs> further than two streets over why, why bother we still need to where fight every go? so often exactly. so like where, where are you going where i'm gonna go <laughs> where i'm gonna go <laughs> what my thing is that that situation can just get so deeply manipulative because it starts to play it starts on the from manipulation. It starts from manipulation, but it gets so windy. The road of it is so complex. The ways that you can fuck with another person's emotions based on Especially what the relationship you've already been in, the feelings that you already determined that you have for this other person. You know them well enough to mm-hmm. push all their buttons. What you actually want to do is have sex with person B. Right. But you are too cowardly to tell person A that you want to have that experience. And you're doing like diet, diet desire. <laughs> you know what You're I not mean? even letting yourself feel fully right. for person B. Right. So you're out here like keeping them in a box. You don't even really know them. You right. totally hyped up what it could and be. And now that it's like a weekend dad scenario where all they can do is like shit rainbows, you know, take no, you camping. <laughs> they're going to change everything. You've, you've never experienced good sex right. or like real love right. or like someone who enjoys the same Netflix shows as exactly. you so that y'all can kick it. But y'all going to have the most perfect relationship. Chili they're cheese perfect. fries. Chili cheese the fries arcade. in bed every day. Morning, every even. Every fucking After day. morning sex. After every hour of the day sex. They're going to be at your office. Ooh, the office. Or at, at if you desk. maybe work in service, you're at Target. They're under the counter hey. at the tar- during the during the holiday rush at Target. Yeah, they just have a little bit of an unbuttoned blouse <laughs> just, while they're going through just the a line. Bit, always. Like, this sex is fire all the time. Yeah. And it's just never going to be that way because they are just as annoying as person that you're already dating. So I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like it makes more sense to get to know this person that you're already with that you know you can fuck with and that you can ride with. And you could still probably find a way to have sex with person B and learn that it's not that good, actually. And it's all sort of the same. I mean, it's whatever. It's like connecting. But it's not like some kind of like rocket trip to the moon you know what i mean it's just mm. like sex it's great it's exactly we're having a great time it's we're all adults. not perfect the first time six you time, might get, unless you're me i think the third through the sixth time. <laughs> that's right 
I mean, I think that for both parties, the third through the sixth time is a reasonable time to right. have really good sex with somebody. Sure. And because you, yeah, you have engaged. to get to know them a little exactly. bit better. It's like it's like steeping tea. You can't drink the tea just right off the bat. Like you got to let that shit seep for a minute. And right. I feel like you can't. What it boils down to is that if you want to have sex with a new person, you need to talk to your current partner about it. And period. be honest. Because just be honest. This is my thing. Sex is supposed to feel good, and it's supposed to be fun. But if a partner is convincing you to fulfill a sexual desire of theirs, and it doesn't actually get you off, or center you, you or yeah. involve you, really. Exactly. That doesn't center your relationship. Yeah. Even if it involves them having sex with multiple other people and you not being a part of that sex at all. If it's not centering y'all's relationship i probably feel like it shouldn't happen because it's like it's not gonna feel good to you and sex is supposed to feel good i think that we're not always taught that that's especially in a lot of like cis gender heterosexual relationships people are not taught that certainly not women. i think women in the (laughs) south afabs in the south like i think we are not taught that i think all over the world though primary and only function of sex yeah is to feel good that's the only reason to do it. And then also, like, it can, it's a way to have children. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's about that. one of the ways that you can I don't have really have, I can't have <laughs> children with the way that I enjoy having sex, so. <laughs> it's, it's, and it I don't mean all anal. Get your mind out of the gutter. I don't know if anyone's mind was in the gutter that way, but I actually don't, I like that part. Is, is that the gutter? <laughs> anyway. Okay. I mean, I just feel like. Sometimes people end up in threesomes because they're like, my partner has suggested this and they're telling me that they have to have like a threesome or we're not going to be together anymore or that this is what they want for their birthday. And like, this is why I need to give them as a gift and that it doesn't matter if I'm into it or not. On the note of emotional violence, I think if you know that your partner does not want that and you say, if you loved me or Mm. for my birthday or something like that. I think that's emotional violence because honestly, if you need something bad enough that you would manipulate somebody out of their like mental health to get it, break up with them and go get it from someone else for sure or yourself or whatever you choose. But like, that's what I was, I feel like that's what I was trying to say earlier. It was basically like, if y'all aren't compatible, like there's so much life to live, dude, like don't imprison each other. So this is really where, where I'm going, which is that again, I don't think that wanting a threesome means that you need to be polyamorous or that you are polyamorous, but I do think that it's probably time to have some hard conversations about why you're both in the relationship and what you're really hoping to get from one another. So that it's not just about like what, you know what you can bring each other sexually or like what you told each other that you could be for one another when you first got together maybe that's maybe that's the last time that you've ever addressed this but it's definitely time to just like break down like what are you trying to what do you need and what are you trying to get from me because Mm -hmm. maybe you need to do need to do things that don't that I can't give you (laughs) that don't have anything to do with me and I feel like these conversations are really emotionally difficult and the real the realities that they likely provoke will be very difficult. I mean, as an example, one of the things that was said in this letter is like, um, she was thinking about like sitting on the couch while, or like being at the house while 
her person is out on a date with somebody else. Right. That reality, sitting on the couch at home while my partner's on a date with somebody else, I don't prefer that. <laughs> like, it's, I don't love it. Really? But this, like, just as a concept, I don't love it. But this, that said, identifying what my partner needs and what I need definitely helps open the door for a better connection to my most important romantic relationship. And that's the one that I have with myself. So that the time that I'm spending away from my partner, where they're out on a date, or they're with their partner, their other partner, or whoever, that's time for me to be working on me. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, And it's it's a hard switch, and I don't yeah. want to pretend like it's not a hard switch. Well, it's, sometimes it's only born out of necessity, because I know that the time that I did that best, like with the least whining and the most whatever, was the aftermath of that bad, that threesome gone bad, where... I felt like I had made big mistakes in the way that I handled myself that night. And I would normally fight back (laughs) against watching my partner of four years begin like a courtship and like ultimately like leaving me for somebody else. Normally I'd be like, "Mm, I'm not into this. (laughs) But I was in this state of, like, hearing that I had done this, caused this really intense harm. And so I was trying, there was, like, a humility that came over me that I would never want to cause anyone harm. Especially people that I'm sharing, like, intimacy Mm. with. You know, that's just not, it's just not for me. And so the aftermath of that, I felt like I had, like, caused all this great harm. And so I was just trying to be easy and, like, give everybody what they needed. And... It sucked. It sucked. But I was definitely at home. Like, I remember several instances of just sitting at my house. Like, they would go- the week following that, they just exclusively spent time together and, like, without me. And I was at home the whole time. And the amount of profound, like, change that happened in that space where I was, like, not trying to be whiny or fight anybody mm-hmm. because I had fucked up. I just had to sit there and fucking think about what I did. You know, like when you get put in timeout when you're a white kid. Did you get put in timeout, though? No. No. I got a spanking. A lot of timeout, a lot of thinking about what you did. So I felt like I was in timeout, basically. I was (laughs) thinking about what I did. And (laughs) it's funny to do that as an adult. That's fucking funny. um, (laughs) But, like, I was just like, yo, this is my time. Just like what you were mm-hmm. saying. Like, this is my time to grow and to heal. And so I think when you're sitting at home and you you need to engage with these questions, do you want to be with this dude? And maybe you do because maybe you want to spend time alone sometimes. Maybe you didn't even know because you're so partnered and, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, together literally. all the time that you didn't really even think about wanting to be alone. That's exactly. Oh, my God. I was going to say that. Cool. That, like, so much of it is that we don't even notice that. We're not spending time with ourselves and we don't know ourselves and we're not taking care of ourselves until we are unenmeshed with another human being. And like you can be I mean, the the example that I always think about in my own life is when my long term live in partner started seeing someone else. And this person incidentally is my best friend. And so that experience was really transformative for me in that. Not only was my close friend, my partner, not available to me in this way, but also my close friend that I would talk to about it was not available to me. And so I was really isolated into myself. And like I had this one yoga class on Yoga Glow that I would just do 
over and over and over again. And it was so fucking hard. It's a 90 minute class, like level three, I want to say level two, three, definitely. And there were so many, there were just like parts of it that were just so challenging for me. The part at the time that I remember really challenging me were these like long dolphin plank holds, which dolphin plank is like a forearm plank. Like it, it challenged that part of me where I'm like, I just feel like I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't handle it. And I don't even care that the whole neighborhood knows I can't handle it. I'm not good enough. That's what that's what it means. I don't fucking care. I got to I got to put my knees down. I can't do this shit. It pushed that part of me so <clears throat> much and it made me cry like that. That experience of digging into that piece of me, it it pulls up all the shit that I didn't want to look at and it's just really emotionally difficult for me and it was so cleansing at Mm. the same time it was so cleansing to be able to put all of the attention that I was putting into this other situation into this physical practice for myself Mm. that was also a spiritually transformative practice but it was ultimately just about like tuning into myself and I feel like if we can see <clears throat> the opportunities away from other people as a way to know ourselves better, then it makes us more present in the romantic relationships so that we're not, we're not trying to drink and give from an empty cup all the time. Right. Like we're like really pulling from a space of wealth. And <clears throat> yeah. So I like to spend the time away from my partners fucking and loving on myself It's hard to find time for self-care when we're ensconced in the love of someone else. And so I consider the time alone to be imperative to my overall wellness plan. Um, Personally, I don't think that this situation that our question asker is, (laughs) the person who messaged me, I don't think that this situation has to mean that they need to break up or that their relationship needs to end. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think it might just mean that it's time for your relationship to evolve so that you can learn more about yourselves. I think it's time to have some really hard conversations about what everybody wants. And that might lead to breaking up, but it might not. I do love that this person was like, I once had a bad reaction to a threesome we had and I'm still open like that. That feels to me like maybe that bad reaction was circumstantial. Yeah. But overall, I think it speaks to this person's sort of like, you know, resiliency and and commitment to this relationship. Because Mm. she could have been like, man, that was a bad threesome, bro. You got to go. Yeah. I mean, it could have been like, I mean, it is a shock to watch your partner have sex with someone else. I'm into it, though. You can be into the shock. It's like enjoying an edge. Do you like the edge or do you not? It's. I mean, like, maybe it's not an edge. Maybe some people don't think, experience it that way. I don't experience it that way. I think that once, like, my partner and I are in a place where we're talking about, like, fucking somebody else, I'm just, I go, I'm into it. Like, get into it. You know what I mean? And then I'm there doing it. And it's like, it doesn't matter if, like, later I'll feel a way. You know what I mean? But, like, in the moment, I'm just like, we're here we are. I want to bring myself fully to the experience. Do you know what I mean? No, I do completely. I mean, I just think that... 
that may be the final emotion for me, uh-huh. which I think more often than not it is because group sex is my number one fetish. I right. love it so much. I have an issue with threesomes specifically. Like, and this is, I feel like that should say a lot because I really think group sex is amazing. I think it's the way that we're meant to have sex. Like, it's like dogs at the dog park. Like, you're just like running around fucking each other <laughs> oh and like God. just like enjoying each other. I think that's how we're supposed to be. I think that three is a troubling number with human beings because of the way that we act toward one another and because of power dynamics and that it's really important to have everything laid out really clearly from the jump off Mm -hmm. and that more often than not people don't and so you end up in messy ass situations and I've predominantly been in messy situations but I know that that's not the only situation and and I did I wanted to say also that (laughs) I found that giving my partners the space to explore themselves and to have other lovers gives them a greater appreciation of the relationship that they have with me. Right. And I think that sometimes we think that, like, you have to be the only thing that's happening for another person in order to matter. Right. But sometimes, like, they can't appreciate you until they appreciate somebody else. And like, That is so real. It's just a thing. I mean, it's kind of like how, well, I mean, there's a million examples of it because it's one of the things about human beings. And I feel like we we choke people so hard being like, be my thing, do everything that I need, like be everything that I need. And they're just like, bruh, I can't. Can't do it. And I'm dying. So like literally air is way more important. Anyway, there was one other thing that I wanted to say. And it's kind of like a wrapping up thought about this. Like just the general question kind of seemed like, why do you think he wants to have threesomes? Yes. And my answer to that is that it kind of sounds like he just wants to fuck other people and not necessarily have you involved. That doesn't mean that he's poly. It doesn't mean that y'all need to be poly. It doesn't even mean that it needs to be the end of your relationship. But it definitely sounds like a big old bag of mess. But you don't think they should break up? I think... I don't think everyone needs to lead with an ultimatum. I think you should lead from a place of learning from the other human being. And that perhaps the final answer is to end the relationship. Because honestly, a lot of the reasons that we're even in relationships are fucking selfish and don't have anything to do with anything other than emotional violence. But... Mm. And like using people and... It's always using somebody. It's like not I can't get this thing from myself so I need to look for it in someone else or like like hold you hostage so that you continue to give it to me even if you don't want to yeah or either like emulating a person being like I just want to be just like them or having people as pet projects like I can fix this person it's just all this bullshit and like if it's not I just want to walk side by side with this person and learn everything about how they walk and just understand them and pick them up when they fall right. and accept even the shitty things that they hate about themselves. And right. that, frankly, they should hate about themselves. Because that thing sucks. I want to still know that thing and appreciate that thing and respect that thing. And if that's not where you're coming from, then I feel like you need to reevaluate the relationship. I've literally just learned about this style of relationships <laughs> since I've been in a relationship with you. And I will n- <laughs> never go back. Never, not for one moment. You probably will, but that's fine. Fuck you. <laughs> Can we cut this? You're done. I think it's got to be it. Dear Jessamine is a production of Tender Fire Media. My producer and co-host is Ash Danger Phoenix. Theme music and general sweetness is by Fruit Snack. 
Look them up on Instagram at fruitsnacknc or on bandcamp.fruitsnack.com. Episode art and really funny professional emails by Janie Leopard. Go drool over her art on Instagram at Janie Leopard or at JanieLeopard.com. I'm your host, Jessamine Stanley. Follow this show on Spotify or probably any other place you would reasonably hope to find a podcast. And if that place for you happens to be Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate and review the show. It really means a lot. Um, I don't want you to renew your lease. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that you could do better, right? Okay. I heard. Continue, please. Fuck. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I'm too high for analogies. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, move on. I love that I get to edit this. Because <laughs> all this is going That's in the garbage so can. <clears throat> Sorry, babe. Tender fire. Drop page.